your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 514 of Lockdown Canadians. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day of the week. We are free and available on all your podcasting platforms. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. And if you are listening to this on Monday, December 20th, you should tweet me because it's actually my birthday. Not like Nathan, who says it's his birthday and it's not his birthday. It is actually my birthday, and therefore I am better than everyone on this day except for Andre Markov, who I share a birthday with, and my Russian dad is my favorite, and it's also his birthday, and if he had a Twitter account, you should say happy birthday to him too. And I am joined by my co-host, who will be at this time when you were listening to this, halfway across the world in Dubai. Laura, how are you feeling ahead of your trip uh, across the world here? Well, first of all, I'm a little bit annoyed because you preempted me on your birthday. I was going to wish you a happy birthday, but you preempted it. Whoa, so whoa, hold, on, hold, on, like hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The last time you did something for my birthday, I got roasted by my closest friends and family by that. So I'm, I am okay with preempting my own birthday on this podcast this year. <laughs> happy birthday, Scott. So when, when people are listening, depending on the time of day, I might actually still be in the air or on a layover. Uh, I am going to visit my parents. And uh, despite the fact that there's COVID and everything, uh, we are going to be careful. Don't worry. Uh, and uh, we're not planning to do anything other than spend Christmas as a family. I'm just going to read some books and uh, be on a, at nine hours ahead of everybody. So recording this show is going to be really, really interesting because we're set to go on YouTube. I'm going to be halfway across the world, possibly jet lagged and watching all the games if they occur. Possibly they might not. So I'm very excited to see what, what's in store for the podcast for the next few weeks. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be great. Uh, speaking of not great and sorry to do this hard left turn on everyone here. The Canadians game against the Boston Bruins was canceled due to COVID concerns and outbreak within the Bruins organization, which spreads right down to their AHL team, which spreads down to their ECHL team. And the Canadians, out of abundance of caution, had the game postponed, which we talked about Jonathan Drouin's comments after the win over the Philadelphia Flyers. The league has continued to see an insane amount of cases. I believe it was Frank Saravalli tweeted it as we were getting ready to record the show. 15% of the league is currently in COVID-19 protocol and reserve which isn't great. And the Canadians got some bad news today. Yol Armia and Matthew Perot are going on IR and Arturi Lekkonen has entered the COVID-19 protocol system and the team will not be traveling to New York on Sunday. They are going to travel day of to Long Island where they will be playing the Islanders on Monday night, potentially. The Islanders of course had an outbreak of their own and I gotta be honest, I'm going to be shocked if there's games on Monday. The amount of outbreaks happening around the league. You have teams playing 10 forwards, 8 defensemen, 10 forwards, 6 defensemen, hitting the bare minimum for requirements. And that extends down into the AHL and the ECHL. One of the teams playing tonight, 
called up a goalie directly from the ECHL because their other goalies are in COVID protocol right now. The Canucks signed someone from an AHL two-way contract to play defense tonight because they have so many players in protocol. And I have to be quite honest, I'm going to be shocked if Monday's games happen. And I'm not going to be surprised if they do at the same time, just because the NHL is trying to wait out as long as they can to maybe hit a a break-even point where it kind of dies down a little bit. But the news across here, it isn't great. And with how quickly this thing spreads, one case becomes three, becomes nine, becomes the entire Calgary Flames team is in COVID protocol. With how, um, I don't want to say viral because it's all viruses, but how transmissible Omicron is, Arturi Lekkonen's case could very easily spread to a lot of other players on the team. So I guess we will find out when uh, news comes out Sunday and Monday, because I assume everyone's going to get tested before they fly to New York. Uh, Laura, we don't like to be doom and gloom about this, but given how things have happened around the league, uh, it would be pretty impressive if the Canadians managed to get out of this at least semi-unscathed. The thing is, it's more than likely that now they're all infecting each other because the, the the variant is present at different amounts and different proportions in different parts of the of North America. Like the restrictions are different in different parts of North America. The protocol for the NHL is supposed to be uniform, but there are no rules governing what they do in their own time. And because this this is so very the the, the variant is so transmissible it seems very likely that you could get it just from playing against somebody, which previously, you know, it was pretty safe if everybody had both of their doses and, you know, they, they were following the protocols. It, it was relatively safe. I mean, like, you know, you, you're talking about the, these players, like at the beginning of the season, they would come into contact with each other and there was like the outbreaks would be isolated to single teams. They wouldn't be infecting each other, but right now it's all over the place. So you've got to think that this thing has been traveling for quite some time within the NHL. And the thing that is, uh, is is positive and hopeful is that for the most part, the reports are that the players themselves are feeling okay, their symptoms are relatively mild, or they're asymptomatic. But that also brings up this terrifying prospect of the NHL going by way of the NFL, in which they only test symptomatic players. Well, you, you can't have more cases if you test less people, but... <laughs> It's okay for them to infect each other as long as they don't have symptoms. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll obviously stay as up to date on this as we can. And I'm obviously hoping Arturi Lekkonen is uh, feeling okay. And obviously this is a team that went through, I don't, they didn't really have a big COVID outbreak last year. Yol Armia had it. And yes, Jesperi Kakanyemi was held out as a close contact. Uh, This year it was just Brendan Gallagher and Sammy Niku and Dominique Ducharme, unfortunately, and then this year it's been, um, besides that, is just Lekin and now. So I, I'm guessing, I'm hoping, I know the Canadians have been very, very um, stringent on how they've done things and they've tried to keep this as minimal as possible. And it's not a contest. Um, no one likes seeing this many teams. Every team has people who are in COVID protocol now because of this. And that's how quickly it spreads. It's close as teams watch everything, it keeps spreading. So, um, we will obviously keep you updated if the game is canceled on Monday or postponed or whatnot. We will still have a show here at Locked On Canadians. I will find something to talk about. I promise you that much. And we are hoping that uh, all the players who are currently in COVID protocol, we're hoping everyone comes back happy and healthy and we can get this season on the way. But it feels like we are heading for 
a pause. I'm not quite sure when the NHL will actually do that, but we will keep you in the know on that. But coming up next, it is three up. It is three down. It is one of our favorite segments of the week, and that is coming up next. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, a Built Bar. It is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fats, but amazingly high in protein. You're going to get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy, and there are so many flavors. You can get raspberry, you can get a mint brownie, you can get cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. There is something for everybody with Built Bar, and Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you'll need to bust down those mall doors, battle the crowds, and get those last-minute gifts, or... When you need to get going, you got to work still. You got to get over that hump for the last part of the holiday season. Their Built Bar is there for you. And guess what, folks? If you just take a Built Bar, dip it in a cup of hot cocoa, you're going to get an amazingly soft, gooey, melty treat there. And right now, if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Guess what? They got Built Puffs. They got marshmallows in them. Melt them in a hot chocolate and enjoy. That is Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Canadians your first listen of the day every single day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. All right, Laura, it is three up, three down, and you and I both had the same three down this week, and I will let you explain your half of why the NHL's COVID response is both of our three down this week. I think the the NHL should have paused games because they have handled this in a very inconsistent way. Some teams asked to not play and they were granted that some teams were not offered that opportunity. The league refuses to to, to do a pause, even though there's a Christmas break coming up anyway, there's a couple of days off that they have anyway, that's built in anyway. The end of the day, like people are talking about how the Olympics are in jeopardy and the NHL stipulation was that those two weeks, if they were needed because of COVID pauses, they could be used. So like that was the only thing that was going to prevent the NHL players from going if they still want to want to go, given the state of the world and the quarantine regulations in China. But the NHL refuses to pause the games, just pause it for 10 days. The thing is, maybe there's a solution to this. Maybe they're all infecting each other. It needs to run through all these teams. They need to stay at home. They need to stop, or they need to figure out where they're getting infected, where what's causing this. Maybe they need to tighten masking rules. Maybe they need to test, change the testing rules. Maybe they need to change some sort of protocols. We don't know that, but you're not going to get a handle on it. If people are constantly getting sick, I think the fact that it's not like the, the the Canucks outbreak that they had last season before everybody got vaccinated. People aren't getting severely ill. And so the NHL seems to think that it's okay to let these games go on with not only are you jeopardizing the opponent, but you're also calling people up from the AHL to make up for the players that can't play on the NHL level. And then those players are getting infected and then taking it back down to the AHL level. You're basically just cause like you're a super spreader event if you don't cancel or pause the season. It's driving me insane. And I saw a quote, not a quote, a thought. And I, I wish I could remember who who said this, but it was like the sense is that 
because some of these Christmas and New Year games, like these games that happen between Christmas and New Year, I'm thinking, you know, when, when Montreal goes down to Florida, for example, just before New Year and things like that, they're seen as big money makers for some teams. So the NHL is hesitant to cancel them. And I'm just like, what? Like money is more important than health? What's the point of not canceling those games if maybe last minute, maybe 20 people test positive and then they can't go? There's no point in that. You're going to have to refund all those tickets. So honestly, I, I just, I feel like, it's so short-sighted and they need to tighten the protocols until we all as a society collectively figure out what the deal is with this variant. Maybe it's, maybe it is the key. I think people are prematurely saying that this is, this is sort of the end of the pandemic because now it's, it's mild and it's infecting people. We don't know that for sure. It's only been around for a few weeks. So I think they need to pause. They need to like prioritize people's safety. I mean, the world juniors pushed back their pre pre-tournament, tournament whatever you you know the ones that we're talking about they push that back they're pushing back the, the the like a lot of stuff so i just feel like just pause it's fine it's not the end of the world like if you pause during the christmas break and you add on a, a bit of time you're not losing as many games as you would if you're gonna have to pause it in like january or february anyway because that's gonna happen i think that's gonna happen and the thing about pausing games now is you potentially avert a cancellation later on like what would happen if the next variant in line is more serious in terms of its effects on players and such you look at it and it's there's a lot of worse that can happen if you pause now there's no issue with that let people go home for christmas let them deep clean practice facilities and everything else and let this current wave slow down a little bit like quebec was recording record numbers new york's recording insanely high numbers on table everywhere let this wave settle a little bit and like i said we'll keep everyone in the know as things go here but it is time for three up and my first up and this goes back to the flyers game is one caden primo who was fantastic and he's been fantastic in the ahl as well uh he looks a lot better than he did last year when he got called up to the NHL. And I have a lot more faith in him to do the right things in net now, as opposed to what I did before. Uh, Laura, who's your first up this week? I was going to say it was Laurent Dauphin, but Caden Primo was one of them. So I'll just move him up and say what you said. Uh, I think, you know, there's been a lot made and we get asked about this all the time. We're going to, we're going to talk about this again in the third segment with our part two of our mailbag, but he's he's green he needs more time i know our friend dylan at the habstetician loves uh not loves sorry is not as sold on caden primo as most people are but you you heard russ cohen last week on on our crossover with locked on flyers say he's a big fan of this player uh, i think he, he's got a ways to go i don't think that you're going to reach a generational talent like you have like for example carrie price or something like that but I definitely think that it's possible for him to be a good goaltender in this league. He needs to figure some, some things out. He needs to get a lot of game time. He needs to just get better at his game. He could be a solid, solid number one at some point. He just has to be consistent and he has to grow. So I was very positive on that game that he had against the Flyers. Uh, I was going to put Dauphin, uh, but if you're going to mention him, I will, I will change to someone else. I'm going to give a big shout out to one Lucas Vedemo down in Laval. He continues to be the unheralded workhorse of that team in every situation. 
He's playing really well. The Rocket came back from a two-goal deficit and won 6-3 against the Providence Bruins. Their game was postponed. They were supposed to travel to Syracuse overnight and play there today, but out of an abundance of caution, they are now on their Christmas break, which is well-earned. They've played a lot of games recently. Let these guys go home to their families. Laura, reason with me why Laurent Dauphin is your second one up this week. I think that... People in the know, such as yourself, for example, lots of people who follow the Rocket have said that he's he's probably by this point earned a chance with with the NHL club and he's been making the most of it. And it's we made fun of this line, but it appears to be working uh, for two games. The uh, Dauphin, Drouin. Uh, and who was the other person on the line? <laughs> Jesse Yolanin is that they were one legitimately good. And I it, know, like, what the hell is that? Uh, it, it's wild. And um, we made I, so much fun of it. it. We did. And every now and then it comes back to bite you in the butt. Like, I guess that's just the way it is sometimes. So, <laughs> but yeah, he, he really stepped up. He had his first goal. He's doing everything that one should do with the time and the space and the opportunity that he's being given. He's, he's really rising to the challenge. And I've said that about a lot of young players this year, but they really have, you know, it's, it's rare that they've called somebody up who hasn't impressed. Yeah. And my last up for the week, I'm going all the way down to the ECHL who became an AHL call up this week. Peter Abandonado has been very good. He has been very good for the Lions and he was great for the Rocket. He got sent back down to the Lions today and immediately scored in his return. Uh, Every now and then those AHL contracted guys turn into something. He was rumored to be a Habs signee years ago. I went to Tampa Bay where he got an AHL deal. Didn't work out there. He's paying dividends for the Rockets AHL and the uh, ECHL club right now. So, Laura, who's your third up before we go into our final segment? I was going to say, this is not, it's not a joke. It's not to make fun, but uh, poor Paul Caulfield, who took his test. He's vaccinated, so he he, he had to take a PCR test to get into Canada. Came all the way to Montreal to watch his son play, and then two hours before the game, he, you know, the public health asked the Montreal Canadiens to have the game in front of no fans. So I just felt that that was a little bit sad. I know we made, we, we kind of talked about how he was, he was a bit of a helicopter parent when he was talking about the, 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 the comments making fun of, uh, of his son. But honestly, I just, I felt so bad and, and it's going to happen to so many people. There's tons of people that probably traveled in for that game and, uh, and, and didn't get to go. And, and this kind of cancellation thing is probably going to happen more often as this variant travels. So I just, I felt kind of bad for him. That is our three up, three down folks. As always, you can send us your three up, three down, and we may read some out on the show this upcoming week. You can tweet us at LO underscore Canadians and coming up. It is a continuation of our Friday mailbags. We had so many extra questions, and that's coming up next. Bet Online has you covered all season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march towards the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sport action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, to receive your bonus. They got basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. 
Bet Online, where the game starts. So we are back with our final segment. Normally, we keep the mailbag all to one episode, but we had so many questions and so many things happening on Friday that we weren't able to get to them all. So we had a lot of goalie-based questions. So we pushed all of those to today so we could get all those uh, grouped together and answered here for y'all today. Laura, what do we have left in our goalie-centric mailbag? So we had, like you said, a bunch of goalie questions. And there was also a question about uh, a contract. Uh, all right. Our friend Cole. Loaded question. Does Carey Price stay with the Canadians for the remainder of his career or does he make a move in the next year or two? I, I think a lot of that depends on his conversation with Jeff Gordon. If Gordon says, hey, we are going to fully rebuild, which means we're going to tear this team down right to the studs. He may ask Carey Price, do you want to be moved out or do you want to go through that? And then we'll figure it out uh, from there. I wouldn't be shocked with how poorly Philip Grubauer has played in Seattle if Carey Price suddenly becomes very appealing to them in the relative near future. Maybe not this season, but the offseason, next season, who knows? It's hard to say just because we don't know what this team is going to look like in the future right now. So we will find out shortly. And then I guess this offseason is going to be tumultuous. We're going to see a potentially a lot of players moving in and out here. So um, until then, I, I guess the answer is it's hard to say. It all depends on how Gordon wants to approach this rebuild. So we had another question from Cole. With Primo up tonight, so remember this was on Friday. We pushed some of these questions from Friday to, to, um, to today. With Primo up tonight, could you guys backpack off of my question from last Friday? And the question from the previous Friday was, what can they acquire for Montembeau? Once Price is back, I imagine he will get shipped. So right now it looks like Primo's up. And well, not right now Primo's up. So what do you think the Canadians can get for Montembeau? I think they're just going to put him on waivers and someone's going to claim it. I think he's going to go back on waivers as well. The question really is, what can they get for Jake Allen? Um I don't want to. Oh, I know it's going to happen, isn't it? It it makes too much sense. There are teams that desperately need a starting goalie, Oilers, um, and a guy like Jake Allen can help get them over a hump, to be quite honest there. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, We still don't know when Price is coming back. And with this COVID pause, things I'm sure are only going to slow down now. So it. Montembeau is probably going on waivers. If he gets to the AHL, he gets to the AHL. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Uh, Primo will still remain the starter in Laval for the time being. And if they go full rebuild, maybe it'll be Price Primo in the NHL from there then. And it'll be McNiven Montembeau in the AHL or McNiven Poulin. Uh, It all depends on what they do with Jake Allen uh, more than Montembeau. If you lose Montembeau, you lost him. It is what it is. If you lose Jake Allen, it has to be in a trade and it better have been worth something. So um, again, it's a lot of waiting and seeing because who's who knows, right? Um, we'll wait and see. The trade deadline's February-ish, give or take. So as we get closer and, you know, Gordon and the new GM kind of get their tenter hook or their hooks into everything, we'll find out from there. It's March 21st. Oh wow! I have very, I have very good ability to know when things are in the NHL. I think it, it would have been because of the uh, the Olympics, because usually it's at the end of February or early March. 
So that's the trade deadline. All right. Uh, goalie droid. This isn't actually a goalie question. So she asked us, can you please explain the goalie situation? But then more seriously, what do you think of Gorton in light of how Norlinger has been handled so far? That's an interesting, interesting question. Actually, I didn't think about that. The goalie situation made a lot of sense in that they were calling Primo up only for a game, which tells me they don't trust Samuel Montembeau and they don't want to put him on waivers and lose him before Carey Price is back. Um, but as for the Norlinder situation, they said they were going to give him three games in the AHL. I thought he looked much better. Uh, JF Houle handled his deployment much better than Dominique Ducharme did in that. He played on the power play. He played in the right situations, and he was able to generate things. And I do think going back to Forlunda is a good option for him. He lost his top power play spot. Simon Edvinson is in that spot now. But I think Forlunda is going to help him and get in that structure that he needs. And I also think maybe he's a little homesick. It it's, can't be easy to pack up, go across the world, and then you're in the middle of a global pandemic in a foreign country when you were a young kid and you don't have family or friends in the country with you. So I've got no issues with the way they handled it. Um, if it were me, I would have sent him back sooner after his conditioning stint or maybe the first two games that he played for... Uh, the Habs one was clear that Dominique Ducharme didn't really have a plan for how to deploy him, but um, he's there. He got some seasoning in North America this year, and I think they're going to be looking for him to make a push for a regular NHL spot next season. And we've got a question that's not really goalie related, but it's I think it's tongue-in-cheek. It's from our friend Zachary, uh, who we haven't heard from in a while. So, hey, Zachary. Question, is there something in a player's contract that states that they don't have to play for their club if their team doesn't have a professional arena for them to play in? Asking for a friend, cough, cough, or Arizona Coyotes. So, you know what? I think I want to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about that Coyote situation. Just a little bit. Uh, real quick, I have not seen an NHL player's contract, but I assume that somewhere in the contract, it stipulates that the team, the club, will provide facilities. So whether it's training facilities, whatever treatment, like whatever the whatever the teams are, are on the hook for, I'm assuming a prof professional arena might not be specifically named in there, but it's probably implied. But no, I don't think that if the Arizona Coyotes get kicked out of their arena, I do not think that uh, the NHL player can refuse to play. He'd probably have to go to wherever it is that they're going to go to play and play there. Like that to me is what I think will happen. Yeah, I don't think the player can outright refuse it, but if the PA, like let's say a team gets sent to like, some podunk little like amateur arena. I wouldn't be shocked if the PA goes, they're not playing on this. This is dangerous. You know, uh, they had a, they had a preseason game in Rochester canceled because the arena and the ice wasn't up to the quality for the NHL. And at the risk of, you know, injuring a star player here, like the PA stepped in and went, it's not happening. So a lot of it, I don't think is up to the players. Like they have to go where their contract or else they're in, breach of contract and then the team can go you're being suspended without pay or your contract is being voided etc depending on the severity it would be up to the pa and this whole arizona coyote situation is so wild and rapidly developing that who knows what is actually next for that so they, i don't know if the team's moving or not but and, until there is not a suitable actual arena uh the players i don't think are going to be able to 
uh, to not play, basically, unless they're playing on like a public ice rink, at which point then I think the league would step in and be like, yeah, never. No, no, this is not happening. So, (laughs) yeah. Is that Uh, it for questions, Laura? That is it for questions. And I just want to say, because I don't know how much of me you'll hear or see over the next couple of weeks, I will be recording with Scott whenever possible and however possible. Uh, But I did add the YouTube link to our link tree. So if you go to Linktree slash Locked On Canadians, you'll find the link to our YouTube if you want to subscribe. I see every day a couple more people subscribe. And uh, once we have all our videos up and running fully, I expect everybody. Uh, we've got we've got enough listeners, but uh, please tell your friends and, and don't forget to rate and review us if you like us and share us with people, especially now during the holiday season. Sharing is caring. And as always, if you want to send us more mailbag questions at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter or LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick and you can follow myself at Scott Matla. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. Please go check out Locked On Bets next. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling are crushing it with all their bets and you can find them wherever you find your daily podcasts.